Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. We're here on the Overnight Crowd for SEN, your home of sport. Paul Sebastiani here with you, bringing you right up to the early hours of Tuesday morning. And, uh, well, there's plenty on the agenda tonight. Make sure you call in as well. We'll get to take your calls after around about sort of 11.30, maybe after 11.30, we'll get the open line going. one 736 736 is the number to dial and send in your temper texts as well. 0433-98-1116 is the number to dial to send in all your texts, questions, opinions, whatever the matter, send them through and we will try to get them all to air. On the agenda tonight, we've got A-League. Simon Hill joining us later in the program to preview a big upcoming A-League season. We've also got Racetrack Ralphie, Ralphie Horowitz from racetrackralphie.com.au as we review a big weekend of Group 1 racing from Flemington at Randwick. But now on the line, he is the resident draft expert on the overnight crowds. He is the resident expert for all things AFL on the overnight crowd with regards to trading, drafting, player profiles. He does it all. His name is Dan Williams. He is Pommy in Oz. Check out all his handles on the social media, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. It is all there and the Twitter sphere. Pommy, a very good evening to you, my friend. Good evening to you, my friend. How are we doing? Um, I'm very, very well, mate. Very well. Uh, trade periods up and about. Uh, we, we won't focus on the Premier League because your boys, uh, the Red Devils, got uh, got a pasting. But uh, we'll, we'll uh, they fo- did, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you did say City would do it comfortably when we chatted uh, when we chatted earlier last week, didn't you? <laughs> Yeah, not that comfortably, though. Uh, yeah, that was hard to watch. <laughs> All right, let's get on to the good news. Uh, big announcement today from the Blues. Uh, well, there were murmurs around that Mackay might have been shopped around with uh, the trade period uh, coming up, but uh, he's penned a seven-year deal, and uh, the Blues have locked him away for, for pretty much the rest of his career, as it seems. It, well, I mean, it makes a perfect good sense for both parties, doesn't it? I mean, uh, Ken Corns released his uh, top 10 uh, this uh, week, and he was fourth, I believe, of most valuable players. And obviously, Cow and two pillars at the front, and both locked away now to 29 and 30, which you would say is the best part of their careers. Um, Carlton have got one end totally locked away, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. Charlie Curnow locked away to to 2029 as well. And uh, the two big lads up front are are all but done. So it's probably one of the biggest, I'd say one of the biggest stories that's coming out of the, out of the uh, trade period as we speak at the moment, but uh, just on the blues, we'll get through them quickly. A text has come through from James on the temper text. Uh, Can you ask Pommy, does he think 
Dow will get any bites from any other clubs. That's Paddy Dow. If there were some other clubs, Pommy, that were looking at a guy like Paddy Dow, what systems do you think he could potentially fit in where he could start playing a little bit of senior football? Well, I think straight away you're looking for a team that likes to move it fast from the inside, aren't you? Mm-hmm. Um, that's where he does his best work, gets the ball and takes off line-breaking speed. Uh, that's what he's known for. He's uh, the Kmart dust and the Kmart danger field, wasn't he, when he came through the draft? That was his simile from memory. I mean, you'd probably say that Geelong play that style of game that would suit him, mm-hmm. but w- whether they take a punt, they have a habit of crafting players into that type of mould. But, I mean, if I was a Gold Coast, if I was a North Melbourne, if I was an Essendon, what have you got to lose with presumably a large salary cap, particularly North and uh, um, Essendon there? They've got a large, large surplus, and it's probably worth taking a punt. You, pres- you suspect they hit the draft hard. But mature age players like him, he, he might be one that's missed. And he in the right system, you never know what he's going to be like. I mean, particularly like a Richmond as well may look at him with their senior big bodies around him. With Taranto coming, though, you'd imagine that that's probably put pay to it. But if I was a North uh, Essendon, definitely have a sniff at him. Yeah, and just on North as well, uh, goodness gracious me, Jason Horn francis has request, requested a trade away from North Mountain. I think I think pretty much everyone in the AFL world saw this coming. The, the writing was on the wall earlier earlier in the season. But, uh, I mean, look, North Melbourne, if they do end up facilitating that trade, it looks like they're, they're going to get a host of picks, obviously, back in their direction. I mean, how, how do you look at this trade potentially unfolding? What do you think? I mean, Port Adelaide are going to have to uh, – you would think they're going to have to sell the farm to, to get him. But – what do you think, from a North Melbourne perspective, what should they ask for, and and what should Port Adelaide also be receiving on top of maybe you know they might be it might be a pick swap involved as well, not just the player. Well, I mean, for me, when I look at Jason Horn Francis, I've never been the hugest fan. Right. I've been a large, large, large critic of his, and didn't think he was the number one pick, mm-hmm. much against the common consensus. But I mean. He is a very talented footballer, but I just don't see him as the kind of guy that goes at pick one. That's impactful in the the way that we look at the modern-day midfielder. But, I mean, certainly if I was north, pick eight would be my starting point. Probably a future first and someone like maybe one of their top, one of their mediums-aged players, potentially one of them guys that's forgotten about or one of their young guys that we could build on. I mean, I know Sin's name's been floated mm-hmm. around quite a bit, mm-hmm. is a Melbourne lad, and probably suits what they're trying to build down that way. I mean, someone like, you know, Jackson Mead or someone like that, I'd probably be looking at one of them and maybe be happy to throw in a second, a future second of our own with Jason Horn Francis. But they definitely want to have stuff to restock. I mean, they're lucky this year if they got nine. Yep. what Port's picks presume to be. I mean, yep. you'd go Philip Powell straight away yep. and you'd be like, okay, cool. In my opinion, I think Matthias is a better footballer well, than Jason okay. Francis. Well, well, so you think that, that North Melbourne could could definitely win out in this. I mean, you, you did say that this draft is is stockpiled full of, of talent up to, you know, could be even up to pick 30 and 40 this season. 
Uh, yeah, I think after the twenties, you can, if you're in North, you can really certainly start to stockpile some early young type role squad players, which I think is incredibly important when you're building a list and probably the most forgotten part of list management when people are in a rebuild. We always talk about pick ones, twos, but generally look at Geelong. Their best squad players are 50 and over in the picks. Their rookies are over 50 picks. So that's where you want to be trying to get that right. So for North, this presents a great value. But I mean, honestly, if if you could get Mateus Philip out for Jason Horn Francis, you are run into the hills in my opinion you you've won that trade okay so you think you think out of all this north melbourne are eventually going to be the the victors out of this out of this potential trade this incoming trade yeah i think if, you, if you've got nine next years and maybe like i say a mead a josh sin or someone huge dub Yep. Huge dump Beautiful. at the end. Okay. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, well, one of the first deals that was done today, it looks like it's just the, I mean, the GWS exodus just continues. Bobby Hill over to Collingwood. What did you make of that trade? I mean, they sort of, they're looking for, for some forward craft up, up front. I think it was a little bit of a knock of theirs coming, you know, into the 2022 season. They were obviously able to get to the prelim, but uh, I would have thought that I think Daniel McStay, you know, obviously that's, that's the move that they're looking to get done, but, does Bobby Hill kind of match what they're, what they're after, you'd think? I think he's quite a... I mean, I look at the value of that trade. It was, what, 40? Yep. It was, it was like the 43-type deal with a 40 going... With a 40 coming back um, and a future second. So it's, it's not really anything in picks, mm. really, to them. And, I mean, he suits what they want. I do think... Geneva, for me, is a brilliant footballer. I think they need another one of him. And Hill has got that goal now. He's incredibly quick. He just went under one goal a game. He showed bits before. Obviously, he was horrifically cut down with testicular cancer and missed a large part of it. But he looked like he was going great guns. Real excitement machine. So I think it's a fair deal to both parties because the picks that GWS have received, you can find uh, Bobby Hill in the draft quite quickly. And I don't think Collingwood really miss out by having just a 40, but losing a pick next year, second next year, and they've moved three places ahead. So obviously, there's a you'd imagine they've got their eye on someone in that 40 range. Yeah, it looks like that as well. And and you can see that they're clearly targeting the the forward half of the ground with not just Bobby Hill, but but Daniel McStay as well, set to pull on the the black and white Guernsey next season. Uh, On the GWS movements as well, Tim Taranto has made his way to Tigerland. It was, uh, well, one of the first deals done uh, in the trade period today. Uh, Picks 12 and 19 going to GWS have stockpiled themselves up with some, some pretty handy picks over the last few years. Well, I mean, GWS will probably look at 12 and 19 and be like, well, you know what? In four years' time, we'll sell over whoever this is to Mm. a Melbourne side. So, Mm. I mean, it's the perpetual sell to a Melbourne (laughs) side that GWS do. But this is a weird one, this, because usually I look at GWS's deals and go, what the heck? How have you got that value for that player? But this one here, I actually think it's unders. Okay. I'm trying to trying to rack my mind, but I would have said Taranto for me is a lot better than what they've given up. So I'll look at the draft and I always look at this. If I was in the draft now with them picks, 
who's there. And I've got anyone from Hollands to Hustway in that kind of category. And then in that later pick, you've got your Keeler, potentially Jefferson, Ginby, Hayes. I think that's a huge dub Bridgement because okay. I think Taranto instantly walks in yep. and yep. makes them better. And yeah, I think that's a finicky pick. I think 10 to 20, someone will get that catastrophically wrong. I reckon 50% get that catastrophically wrong this year. Okay. Very, very interesting. Okay. So you think uh, you think the Tigers look like they're going to going to win out in that trade? We've got a, another one. And I think he's na- this guy's name has been... Branded about everywhere. Rory Lobb, uh, a text uh, coming in from Steve in Geelong on the Temper text line. What do you, what would you say he's worth, Pommy? Because we know, speaking with Pommy in Oz, Mr. Dan Williams, he's uh, got all the Twitter feeds as well if you're just tuning in. What do you think he would be worth on, on the trade table? We know he's contracted, but would he potentially be at max maybe a second round, potentially? It's one of them weird ones, isn't it? Mm. Because they're their value. I mean, I did hear a report today that Frio have asked for Bonapelli and Norton. I can certainly <laughs> tell you he's nowhere near, oh near that near that value. And I've got to say, well done, Fremantle. I yeah. needed a laugh when I read that. Um, I mean, I, I would say that, depending on who you are, if you're the doggies yep. and that's who you're going for, potentially you look... Uh, a 12 and you want a second back mm-hmm. which would make it about a second mm-hmm. but i'd want something back in return like i just think yep. he's he's not really a rook and he's not really a forward and they're the kind of ones that for some reason in the afl they go for a high value but i would mm-hmm. say a second is bang on his money okay okay interesting yeah i thought you know, from my point of view just looking through the draft profiles and i know look we know he's contracted and everything, but I think I think I think a second round uh, seems to be fair with maybe a couple of other picks sort of coming back and forth, maybe future picks and something like that. But just before we get to the break, Pommy, uh, Aaron Francis, this has been a little bit of news developing uh, in the last three hours. Sen's very own Sammy Edmund breaking this one on the sen.com.au website. Aaron Francis set for a move to Sydney, probably as a, a Backman, you would think it's probably the area of the ground that Sydney need to really bolster up with regards to key position defenders, I would have thought. Yeah, um, when you when you do that needs analysis, you would say probably a forward to replace Buddy in the draft and a key defender. They're probably looking at depth at the moment, so maybe a young one isn't so essential for them. But, yeah, definitely, it suits the bill. I mean, you'd say in the draft they'll be looking at players like Keeler and players and Jefferson like that, certainly, to learn off the great buddy. But, yeah, Francis, he's solid, isn't he? I mean, he is. The, if he's your second 22, mm. you're having a laugh, aren't yeah. you? You're on a huge dub. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think what we've seen, especially with Sydney, and, look, we know Aaron Francis has been injury-prone over the last few years, but knowing the way Sydney developed, their players, he'll probably end up turning into a prime Matthew Scarlett or Stephen Silvani if he goes up there. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, <laughs> you'd imagine they're not paying much, probably a third or a fourth. And yep. that's when you look at it. If you were in the draft with a third round pick, are you picking up someone who could do Aaron Francis's role day one? Or do you wait till next year and maybe poach a premium mm. key defender project and just let Francis be your top? Stop stop gap. So it makes sense for both parties. And Essendon need talent. 
Yep. So you'd imagine if they could get something, they could probably rest on what would be in the third round, which you presume is a wing small forward they can take a punt then. Yep, yep. I think that's I think that sounds about right as well. Uh Pommy, you're gonna stick around after the break. We've got a few more trades and uh rumors to get through. You're happy to happy to stick around for another twenty? Always happy to talk to you, Paolo. I, I reckon you'd be happy to stick around for the next three hours just quietly. <laughs> <laughs> I can talk. I, I can talk. We both can. <laughs> All right, with that, we'll get to a quick break here on the Overnight Crowd. You're listening to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. We'll be back to wrap up all the AFL trade talk from day one and moving into the rest of the trade period right after this. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.